Oops. Welcome back. But before we kick off this next instalment, it's time for me to give you a quick shout out. Combat Fuel. Now, Combat Fuel is a veteran-owned company. And not only that, they give their proceeds of their profits to charity. So why don't you support them as well? By getting yourself some decent sports supplement. Whether it's your pre-workout, your post-workout, your workout, whatever it may be. Go and see them. And if you want 15% off, put in the promo code WARRIOR15 at checkout and get yourself 15% off. If you like veteran-owned companies, which I know you guys do because you listen to the show regularly, and you love good coffee, go and see my boys at the Dead Mammoth Coffee Company. Now, you're saying to me, what makes these guys different to any other coffee company? Well, for a start, they're veteran-owned, yeah? Secondly, they roast to order. Thirdly, they grind down the beans specifically to your tastes. There's not many companies out there that do that. And if you want 15% off, put in the promo code MILL15. That's MILL15. Get yourself 15% off at checkout. You're welcome. Cheers. Also, if you like veteran-owned companies and you like good sports clothing, go and see Right Flank. Now, Right Flank have been supporting the podcast for a while now, and they're shit hot. Plain and simple. Go and see them and put in the promo code FLANKED15. That's FLANKED15 at checkout and get 15% off. Well, you thank you say thank you, but it's fine. Don't worry about it. It's the least I could do. Now, if you like me, you suffer from depression, anxiety, any other sort of mental health issues, problems, or what have you. You might think, what can I do about it? There's several different things that you can do about it. One of which is CBD. Now, it's scientifically proven to help you with such things. But not only that, it also helps with things like muscle soreness, joint pain, etc., etc. So go and see them. My boys at Infusion CBD. Now, they are one of the best in the country. So go and see them. That's Infusion CBD. Now, without further ado, joining me on the podcast today is... Jay, you'll know him best from his time on SAS Who Dares Wins as the interrogator. But not only that, he is a veteran of 25 years doing various different roles within the British Army. And he's just a top bloke. So we talk loads of different things from his service to mental health issues to the different projects that he's doing now and SAS Who Dares Wins. So, without further ado, welcome to the Granite Zero Podcast. Yeah, something like that, mate, yeah. It's not a bad thing. That's mental, mate. 
Yeah, isn't it, when you're a kid? Yeah, exactly, mate. I would do exactly the same thing. Luckily for me, my two are only, well, the youngest one was six yesterday. Yeah. The eldest is eight, so she'll be nine in June sort of time. But yeah, they're, they're a handful as it is, let alone ten hour round trips. So. <laughs> right. That's us. I've actually, got, I've actually got Joanne in the car with me because uh, she's come from she's come from moral support, but she's just hiding in the corner. Ah, oh, that's all right. Welcome to the Grand Zero podcast. <laughs> so you got, love it. You got, you got the founder and the co-founder of the Headshed base here. You know what I mean? I was just about to ask you about the Headshed. Because <laughs> that. From what I saw, I had a little look through on um, on the old Instagram today. Look, it looks fucking shit. Part of my French. Um, yeah, it's it's about the right location, mate. First and foremost, before we even before we don't we, we even think about getting people there, you know. And that's why it's you know some people might say it's taking too long, but they don't know the journey. You know, we're not we're not these people that put. As, I made the mistake. Of jumping at the first thing we ever saw and thinking it was awesome and doing all that and it, it basically didn't come to fruition because it was at the wrong, the people that were good at heart but it was in the wrong location mate and then as we got further down the road in the planning process you know all these little things started coming about about well could you share it, could you share it with other people and all the rest of it and yeah. that, that just wasn't going to happen so when, when that happens, you have to completely reset, spend the time finding another location and and going through the same process again. So hopefully now with this place that we are coming to hopefully an agreement on with the landowners who are ex-military anyway, so they're very simple to it. Um, you know, it can move ahead this year and we'll have people out there doing the good stuff. Happy days, mate. Happy days. I noticed the old uh, Sin Eater's hat and T-shirt on as well. Mate, um, I'm swayed. I think people think, because me and Gaz are good mates, I think people think it gives me everything, but... <laughs> no, it's all, it's all purchased. No, he's like, I'm no, you're, you're buying this. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not one of them that gets lots of stuff for free. No yeah, way. I was, well, I, I was talking to um, Smudge from the Red Coat Apparel uh, the other day on the phone, and we, we, were, we were discussing how everybody wants something for free these days. Like... It's like, let me wear your hat and I'll and I'll uh, give you a shout out. It's like, why don't you just buy the hat and give him a shout out anyway? You know. <laughs> See, one of the bad things about the community that's going now, the veterans community is, you know, um, I've had people give me t-shirts and stuff, yeah. and it's, you know, and and generally it's been great, and they've not asked me to like, oh, make sure when you're on TV or doing something you put our t-shirt on. That's yeah. not the case, and I think that's, that's a good way to do it. That, that's that's nice, like. But that's right, yeah. And then you know, you suddenly, but there are people out there. I think that obviously want to promote themselves and and, oh, and, give, yeah. and drop this subtle hints later that oh, did you wear this or did you do that? And, yeah, I've got you. Yeah. You know, it's, you know, I understand why they do it, and then that's why I, I literally follow or wear two or like, two or three people around about that because. It's like anything else. You've got to like it, but we wear it. And yeah, yeah. It's one of them. And yeah. So we've got a bit of connection with them as well, I think. Um, yeah, guys haven't known each other for years, but um, we've probably known each other for a couple of years, two, three years. 
you know, into each other down the road in the brigade and all the rest of it. But um, apart from that, no, we just, yeah, because we used to live a couple of miles from each other. Oh, uh, well, yeah, we used to meet up for coffees and then chuck ideas at each other, basically. That's what it was. Yeah, so I've been in a in a bit of a sticky situation myself recently. So I'm trying to organise a um, charity football match at the minute. For um, it's going to be my my podcast versus Spurs legends. Uh-huh. Trying to ask people to like sponsor the team so we can cut down some of the costs. I hate asking for money. It's like, do you mind giving us some money? Like it's like I hate doing it, but it's one of those things that's got to be done. Um, <laughs> We don't make rock to recovery and, and mind we're doing it for. Um, well, mind and rock to recovery, two very good charities, a good civilian and military one, I get that. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know what, it's like everything else, mate. Somebody's always asking something for free. Uh, for free, sorry, not free. Um, yeah. And I think we go about it, mate. I mean, rock to recovery must have loads of contacts, mate. So. Oh, yeah, they have. Yeah, to be fair, when I spoke to them on the phone, they were like, oh, if you need any assistance with anything, it, even down to us getting the kit, they were like, "Oh, we can help you get the kit and things like that." And I was like, "No, nah, I'll, I'll get, I'll get all that sorted. Don't worry about that." Um, but yeah, get. I'll, I'll speak to them and see if I can get a few contacts in to help us um, get some numbers up and, and what have you. But so it's, it's all good. It's all good. We missed it just saying you're doing a podcast tonight. I was like, "Yeah." She was like, "Who are you doing?" I'm, I'm with Jay. She was like, "Who's Jay?" When is the interrogator off? SAS two days wins. I left the military and I really didn't give a shit about who did what, where, why or how. 
um, as long as they were just truthful and they stuck to their guns and you know didn't ham it up and uh, you know you are pushed to find somebody who doesn't big up the cells nowadays but yeah it's just you know I long and varied career mate but a lot of it bad a lot of it good um, it's just what it is isn't it it's, it is what it is isn't it that's it you get to a certain point in your career where you just think right, I'm going to have to stay in because I wouldn't have a clue what I'm doing yeah. on the outside so, and, that, and that's all I did but like I say you got to the end chinned off the commission you know I think a lot of that was down to the not getting the Alison D C and all the rest of it but still made it to the top of the pile in that sort of respect so I was happy yeah. I said I joined as a boy soldier so I always said I joined as a soldier I always wanted to leave as a soldier I wasn't really yeah, I've seen so many of my mates get commissions in different various jobs and roles and do you know what I could probably count on half a hand minus a thumb what I'm happy doing it sort of thing so yeah, yeah. for me it was, the, was the big thing I was quite happy to leave it when they did, yeah, it was all good like that. Uh, that's that's a, that's a good that's a good way to um to end it really. Like my, my old man was was quite similar. He did twenty two, and they were offering him warrant officer, and then to see if he was going to take his his commission. But he was like, nah. He got to the point where he found that all of his mates were all starting to become brown noses and all that sort of stuff. He was like, I'm not, I'm, I'm not one of them. I'm going to stick to my guns. And then he, uh, he, he left himself. That was back in fucking 91. That was blessed. Old man. <laughs> I mean, I've got a good, we, I had a good mate, and he's still into this day. He's a major. He's done all the courses now. He's a, he was one of us. He's a good lad, you know. And uh, yeah, I was feeling like he's a knob now, but he's not. <laughs> when we were all saying we were going to get out at the end of our time, he used to go, yeah, and I'm getting out as well. And every one of us used to turn around to him and go, mate, you're in, you're in forever. You're going to make a good officer. You're going to do right by the boys. Just stay in. Stop. You know, you don't, yeah. it's not a trendy gang to do what you're doing. Yeah. You know, just stay in and, and, and feed your family sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 mean, I just I didn't want to with, uh, with one of my buddies. Um, he's actually still in now. He's a, he's a JTAC at the minute. And um, back in... 2011 I think it was we were in Kandahar and he was like mate I've, I've had enough I'm getting out I was like what are you on about you ain't getting out I went it's the worst thing you'll ever do getting out and he was like no no I've, I've had enough I went have you though went, this is all you've known since you were 16 mate you ain't getting out he was like Tomo mate stop trying to talk me out of it I went I'm not I'm just going to tell you now you ain't getting out and the day after he pulled his papers back out so he wasn't PVR in still in now like 13 years, I think he's been in now. <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes people just need a little bit of reinsurance or sometimes it's yeah. like what other people say. But, you know, I, it's quite simple, mate. When I was when I was a gaffer, um, I used to have young lads walk in and they, they'd say, um, shit, I'm getting out. I'd be like, you made your decision? Yeah, yeah. Nothing can talk me out of it. I'd be like, no worries, it's easy papers. I'd take you down to the SSA's office with a kid I'm signed. Yeah, yeah. We're always a bit. And the, the boss used to say, no, Iris, and you meant to try and talk these kids out of it. I said, but why? Why would you talk somebody out of it if they, you can tell them they're definitely not going to do that? Let's help them transition and help yeah. them instead of having an unhappy, unhappy soldier who could be quite toxic in the ranks. It could be, exactly. To the rest of the boys. You know, people, you know, if you want to 
live by the way you, you know, you talk or whatever you do, then have the courage and convictions and you don't. I think a lot of guys used to come in the office, I understand that, to get a little bit of reassurance. Yeah, yeah. It's like they're going to have you to say, nah, you don't want to do that. Nah, I don't want to do that. Sometimes they want to be told what to do, um, sort of thing. I remember when I put mine in, because... If I'm honest with you, Jay, I, I, di- I didn't want to leave. I left um, as a mutual sort of decision with me and my wife because I, I was getting ready to go on my fourth tour. She didn't want me to go. She had two little kids at the time. I was like, I don't think I could do it. So for family reasons, I, I, I left. Like the, the Air Force was my with, with me basically, and that that's the, one of the reasons why I started suffering with my mental health problems because I lost my sense of myself and um yeah uh, i remember sitting there with my with my warrior officer and he was like tom are you sure i was like yeah i've made my decision it's family reasons i've got a job lined up when i leave i've got resettlement ready and then he was like no problem mate i'm not going to talk you out of it and off off i popped as it were yeah yeah so that, that that was my transition yeah, I mean, the loss of purpose is quite common. And it, you yeah. know what? It's actually, um, it's as big as the individual believes it is. I know it sounds weird. But I have some weird days and, you know, some of that last my military. If you, so, so the way I left was, maybe two years out, did the resettlement for my I always knew I was going to leave, wanted to leave, put the talks out of it. Yeah, I had to chat with the CEO, come on out and say, we'd be enough for all this shit. No. No, and he knew within 15 minutes of us having this chat, because we were quite, we were a good COR as in one. Yeah. Um, he knew, and he didn't half on about it, and the fact that that was right, well, make sure you focus on where you're going to go. And I think a lot of it comes down to that. Not being, A, not being sure, 100%. B, you know, there's, there's that doubt whether they should or they shouldn't. There's a doubt whether they've got the right job they're going into. I think there's a fact that some like 95% of the guys who get out and have a job and get into that job never stay in that job more than a year. Yeah, yeah. I they jump to sort of thing. And then and which is obviously a good thing, because you've got wages coming in when you get out. Then you can, you know, you can start looking for the other people. But I think that there's always gonna you know, it's like leaving the police force, fire brigade, the NHS, you know. Any it doesn't matter, you know. Even if it's not a uniform service, you've been doing something for quite a long time. There is always that guy. I had a really good friend from LinkedIn who got out. He'd been working for, uh, say, an alarm company, big national one, uh, for 15, 20 years. And some guy, he was just a civilian friend that I met when I got out, and then some guy offered him this for some job. Because he was a good salesman, you know? He was a very good salesman. Uh, he said, do that with me, it was his... Um, I build weight training systems and all the rest of it. And by no way was it my mate like, a guy into weight training or anything like that. But he, he was great salesman. So he went to work and he told me all these benefits and he said all those and like, yeah, I'm oh, too good to believe, wasn't it? And he was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, I'm not sure. He was back with the alarm for him within a year. Because, yeah. The grass isn't always greener. You know, you can fall, can fall foul of these people who promise you the world. In any work of life, in any job, in any trip, you know. The good thing is he got back. He had the good. He left on good terms with his old friend. What I'm saying. Probably don't kick yourself in the foot and shit like that comes on the start chinning yeah, people, yeah. screaming and shouting at people for no apparent reason. You know. Yeah, yeah. Um, and 
you know, don't don't see yourself off for want of a better term when you leave.
Grand's faces who came out of that meeting later on that that night and the positivity of it all, you know, all above, pretty pretty buzzing. And it finally felt like we'd 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 achieved something and got got yeah. laid down, figured out to to use. So there'll be more and more information coming out in the head shed as we go along. You know, obviously then we're going to have to load a couple of trials and then do a, and, and then start winning the first courses through summer. And the, the the potential is phenomenal. But what we are doing is we're keeping it very close to our chest. So yeah, yeah. Very guarded. Yeah. You know, it's not been done before, I don't think. With something like this out in America, I will admit that when I heard about a place and did a bit of research and I thought, well, why can't we do that over here? Yeah, yeah. Still with our own little twist, you know, it's not just for veterans, we've changed that up. And the potential to bring other abilities in like um, PTSD dogs, um, matching dogs uh, um, from rehoming, saving little stray dogs and all that. There's so much we can do on the land there. Um, Brilliant. Non-kinetic, non-trendy, you know, lots of different people wouldn't normally try what I think worked and it all comes back to when I came out of therapy and this is where we want to catch people post-therapy yeah. you know massive issues anymore but when you come out of therapy you feel quite lost yeah. and you feel like you're in a completely different place and you're not the human being that went in yeah. now you've proven that what you really are so I want people at that point in their lives who are a little bit lost looking for that next direction missing their Wednesday afternoon appointments that they've had for a year and a half like I did and then we're going to, you know, help hopefully start them on a journey, find them new things that they might take massive interest in and go forward with. And it's not really anything we have to keep coming back to. You're not going to keep coming back to. You can come back as often as you want, sort of thing. But you know, you're still going to have to pay to come on the weekends. And that's another point. One of the points about it, the reason why there's going to be a nominal fee in the business is because I don't want to be a charity. I've been involved with charity before. They're an absolute nightmare. And there's enough of them to pay anyway. Yeah. But, we want people to invest in their future and yeah. faith social enterprise. We want to be making a profit. Joanne's still going to be a nurse. I'm still going to be running my own uh, security business. You know, we're going to do this on the hoop where all the money made goes back into, uh, back into yeah. the to build it and make it grow, you know. There will also be a, a donation process where people, people will be asking, oh, when can we get to the charity? No, it's not charity. We can donate. What we're going to do is we're going to have a separate account now that we're getting locked into where people can donate this fee for people to come for the weekend and then we can match that with somebody who say can't afford it who really needs to come who's been nominated to come we can give that to the person then at the end of it they can write to the person anonymously or you know saying who they are to yeah, say yeah. and we can match that up on the accounts everything's I forget the words transparent you know so everyone can see it's all still to be done mate but it's just a it's a great way of doing things yeah so that we possibly can't afford to come. Unless I can't afford to come, I mean, this isn't a massive amount. We've also got to think about travel and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, 100%. So, you know, it builds up over the weekend if you're going to do that. Um, so it's, it's really exciting, to, and it, it's something that I've all... Back in Bridges, And it, it, it's something that I hope we've found the place for now and we can really, really push through this year. Last year was a bit of a downer. Even got to the point where I, I basically threw my teddy in the comment of this year. Never going to happen, but we all get we all get those moments. Like this lady next to me who goes, "Give your head a shake." Stop being a funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you need you need those moments. I had, I had a couple of those 
last year when I first started the podcast, and I was like, what is the point of me doing this? And it, my brother was like, Tom, okay, what? Just take a breather and carry on with what you're doing, because what you're doing is helping yourself. And other people are listening now and, and, and what have you. It, it's, it's gone the up. Now I'm getting guests on and things like that. It's like mm-hmm. it's gone from me almost going, no, I've had enough, to now I'm like, can't wait for each week. So it's been really good. There's lots, of, there's lots of different stuff on there, mate. There's lots of different podcasts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You need but to find a, a, few, a few months ago, we had a, a company called Inner Armour on. I don't know if you've heard of them. Um, you might be able to find them on LinkedIn and things like that. Um, they're almost the opposite of what you're doing in the way that yours is coming from uh, the end of uh, therapy, where it's like giving you the tools to deal with things before you even the uh hold on my uh it's telling me to take my pill give me two sex <laughs> <laughs> that's different yeah oh am i back on come back on oh, why are you doing that now there's always technical difficulties with the granite zero podcast yeah i'm still there <laughs> um yeah so in Arango, they um they go about trying to give you the tools and things to deal with situations and scenarios before they happen so they go and speak to all the blue light um services military mm-hmm. personnel and try and give you the tools before you get into a situation where you start developing ptsd and things like that um so that's what they do so they they, they, they go they've, they've been over in america and things like that so they started in sweden i believe using little tools like lego and things like that building it was it was a fascinating chat with them. It was yeah. Basically, NLP and and doing bits and pieces like that, and doing yeah. emotional hooks, take like the old elastic band on the wrist, all that sort of stuff. There's lots of different things, mate, and there's lots of different uh, lots of different ways of coping stuff. The problem yeah. with the mental health thing is just because it works with one person, and that's why there's so many different views. Just because it works with one person doesn't necessarily mean it'll work on the other. And the thing I found was everyone says, oh, I have PTSD because I was in the army, I was blown up, or whatever it was. But you getting blown up is completely different to the next guy getting blown up. Even if you're blown up at the same time, human beings are completely different. And if you're in the same situation, you will both act to it completely different. So the fact of the matter is that's why Link is so complex and so hard. There's so much to be talked about when it comes to it. Um, I have very different views to a lot of people have found um and that's you know that's just the way it is that is what it is though isn't it you know people have lots of different views about lots of things and that's what being humans about you're allowed to but you know i I saw something the other night on social media about it was a different thing and basically you know some guy cured i think they cured themselves in six weeks or something like that and i'm like what you know, it's fucking amazing as far as I'm concerned. But um, that, to me, was a bit bizarre. I don't know how that, that could happen. But hey, each to their own. And, and yeah. that, and that's the way it is for me, I think. It's kind of bonkers in that respect. Um, I don't know. It, you know, it, it, it is, like I say, it is what it is, mate. You know, some people... Yeah, yeah it's a bit like when there's a lot of stuff out there now that I think is going too far you know there's a couple of stigmas there's the one obviously where you know 
people are still killing cells. I'm afraid that's always going to happen at the moment. But there's also the one where people now are doing it for the pity party or people are doing it um, for the reasons, you know, just because they've been in the military, they must have PTSD and all the rest of it. Exactly. it, it you know, it, it, it is what it is. And they drain resources that aren't going to the right people. Yeah, 100%. That does happen. It does yeah. happen walks alive no matter what it is and you're never going to stop that these people are out there i think what we need to do is just be able to recognize that and move on but then also not persecute them about them just get them with their lives you know they are who they are yeah humans mate never to be as being done they can be turds it's that simple yeah because i because i actually had um a few lads say to me that they didn't believe that i had it um uh well my depression and anxiety and things like that um but they didn't take the time to to actually speak to me. They just came straight out and were like, "No, you're lying. You're you're, you're going off on." Because one of our one of our close mates took his own life, and they were saying that I was playing on the fact that he took his own life and things like that. And I was like, "This is just disgusting." And you're actually making me worse by saying all this. And then- yeah, but you know how this is what we. This is what it goes back to. You can't tell how human beings react. Exactly. You know. So, you know, it's very, uh, I don't know the right word for it, but it's very personal, yeah. unique for that individual. Is that right? It's very unique for that individual. Yeah. Other, people, other people comment and say, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what I just said about, you know, this other thing that I just saw. It really doesn't matter. It's like the post I put on the other day. People comparing a celebrity's death to a veteran's death. And half of these people putting this shit on social media about, oh, well, 20 veterans died this month and nobody gives a shit, but because the celebrity died, it's like, mate, that's fucking bizarre. They're missing the whole point here. They're missing the point. No matter what your title was in life and your role was in life, that was a human being who saw fit to step off the planet. Yeah. That's what we're missing here, not what they did for a fucking living. Yeah. You know, I think the veterans community as well needs to have a long, hard look at itself. I remember these six core values that we were taught in the military that everyone's supposed to live by, you know, and just adapt that to the life that you live in now and have a little bit of empathy as well while you do it. You know, do you want and you can do whatever you want. Do it in the sanctity of your own house. You don't have to be on social media. Yeah, it's like you've got that quick ability to just type whatever you want and just send it and just not really give a shit or think about what you're saying it's I have so much on my social media and then just as I, I mean, instead of pressing send I press delete yeah because I've done that countless times I'll see someone put a comment on and I'm like fuck you and I'll write in an essay and I'm like why am I bothering with that get rid of that let's not bother let's not bother with that <laughs> interrogations on all the uh, on the um, the old civvies that are doing the SAS show do you see a lot of them start breaking quite easily or was it well so it's really different on the TV show so it's loosely based on what we were doing in real life you can't obviously do that and we can't divulge that so it's really hard because it seems to be one of the most favourite parts of the programme but quite clearly we just don't see enough of it on average, I think in Chile they're in 40, you know, there's lots of stories coming out. We were there for 24 hours. No. They were in there for like 14 hours in Chile and 60. It was not longer in Isaiah, and it was very, I think it was much harder in Isaiah this year. The conditions were horrendous. 
you know, it really was quite brutal. And I think they really ramped it up this year on the r 2 i phase. And we can say r 2 i phase, but it's not really r 2 i phase, it's just a word to use because it's my interrogation. The fact of the matter is, mate, is that, you know, these are civilians with no training whatsoever. Yeah, a couple of them might have gone and tried a hospital environment course or something like that, but they don't know how to act in reality, you know, and it is quite tough for them. That coupled with the epic nine days they've had before, or whatever it is, you know, it's quite a brutal beast, you know? Um, it's obviously not the five miles of death, mate. Hey, that, that's hard work, that. <laughs> what they do mate is really good now all I find is that when they come out of there they you know they were in clip while they were in there and what they don't realise is that, you know, we see everything and we do everything yes it would be really easy to go in there and break the cover story as quick as we did um, but you can't what people forget is it's about teaching people actually it's not about the interrogation it's about teaching them how to resist so actually what we're doing is we're teaching them how to do the scene with Kimmy this year with me and and the sandwich and all that, that was absolutely phenomenal. But you saw literally two minutes of it. That was a 40 to 50 minute approach, or what we call an approach. And the stuff that came out of that was gold, and we used it later on in the interrogation. But it's a TV program, we can only show so much. Yeah, yeah. Know the production team want to, and obviously they're the professionals, they know what they're doing, mate. So it's not down to us. We just go there, do our shifts. It's all done in one take. There's no let's do that again or anything like that. It's, it's realistic in that side, and it does get very real to them very quickly. And to prepare this year, there was lots of stuff you guys didn't see. So, but there's also I do like watching all the stories come out from the recruits themselves afterwards, telling us how they would have how they did this and did that. I'm like, <laughs> you were you were, you were like gone to the wind, mate. You didn't have a clue what you're doing, sort of thing. But that's their experience, mate, and they're entitled to that. That's their experience. And that's what they've done. And nobody else can deny it because they haven't been there and do it. Ah, I see comments on there from former this and former that. And I see a lot of experts on there who are just social media experts. But, yeah, it's generally quite funny. It's quite, it's, um, let's just say it's very interesting to be involved in that side. I've obviously done it in a past career. So it's different, maybe. But the recruits seem to be getting... A lot different. I believe it, you know, when I, when I first went on Morocco in Series 3, I think it was, it was a really, really decent social experiment. Yeah. A lot of people saying now, there's a lot of comments on there saying that it's turning more of a reality show, but yeah, these people, you don't, you don't actually see what goes on. You know, it is pretty, really, or, you know, these CrossFitters or whatever they are, to be taken out of their little world, dumped into that world for 12 days or 14 days or whatever it is, it's fucking brutal, mate. And you just, you can't show every second of every minute of every day. You can't. I understand that's why it's quite frustrating for the recruits. Some, you know, if recruits ever get in touch with me, I always say to them, just, you know, before it airs, just be careful. You don't know how you're going to be portrayed. Yeah, exactly. Case just and take it with you, you know? And it, yeah. There was, there was, uh, one of the recruits this, this season, wasn't there, I think it was number 11, Kirsty, I think her name was. She, she seemed to not like the way she was portrayed on there, should we say. Uh, but it is what it is. They're, that's not it. They go, they go on there, I think they're going for a different reason. 
Yeah. No. Um, it, this is just it, mate. TV, you don't know. You know it's easy for us. I know I'm going to be portrayed as a bad man, so... Remember yeah. that one. Well, as soon as I said the interrogator is coming on my uh, on my um, on my little podcast, he misses. Oh yeah, he's brutal. It's like, alright, all right, he's a big softy, really. <laughs> <laughs> you see, you know, it was part of the job I used to do. I'm just a normal person now. But the yeah. fact of the matter, I think it's quite hard for them to grasp um, how they they don't know how they're going to be portrayed. So I think that's quite that must be quite nervous for them because it's, oh yeah, I have no doubt that all these people are nice people and they're good people. You know. It, it, it's a TV show at the end of the day, replicating. Uh, you know, if you if you're not infantry, you know, it's more or less a nine month course, isn't it? As we know, from from what you go through. So, yeah. it, it, it's a long old process compacted into fourteen days. So, you know, all the naysayers and all the haters can say whatever they want, but almost people who are there know what goes on, and it, it's not a con. It is, you know, <laughs> stuff where we all stand around going, "Fucking hell, fair dues," you know. <laughs> yeah. you know? You're looking at a junior card on Brecon or, or seniors, then fuck, you know? Yeah. You know, it, it's brutal. So, you know, it's different, isn't it? And, you know, people, people can say, oh, it's not the same, it's not this, it's not that. Well, you know, mate, what do you know? You know? It's, 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 it's not even them missing the point. It's a TV show. Yeah, and again, they're not trying to be soldiers. No, no. They're on to be, do a TV show. I think it was good that they brought, uh, you know, a bit of weapons into it this year. I think yes, really I, said, I said that to Phil. I was like, I, I was shocked that they brought some weapons in there. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's, mate, it's, you know what? Um, I think it has got better each season, to be fair. Yeah, um, no, it, it's getting to the point where every year we finish and I don't know what they're going to do next time. No. <laughs> every year it's such a crazy I, I, I also, I also said to Phil though that, that they, it seems as though they are watching previous series to see how to do stuff but obviously you were there face to face with them doing the interrogations but like you said was it was it Kim? She seemed to do fucking brilliant. No, she wasn't here. Mate, you know, I, I can't this is just it. You only see what you see. There's yeah. a point where Kimmy, she, you know, we did catch her out with a few things. But listen, it's interrogation. You're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. Exactly. We are going to make you look stupid. We're always going to catch you out. You're going to think you've won something when you haven't won something because somebody could be filming you. Somebody could be seeing you shake my hand or do something stupid. Yeah. You know, there's, there's lots of things. Nobody actually you're, got you're through. You're getting caught out on something. Yeah, well, I mean, that's the whole idea of it. You're tired, you're wet, you're cold, yeah? You're gagging for something to eat and drink, yeah? If anyone who's been through the process, they can probably see it better how we're doing things with them. It's not about beasting them, swearing at them, calling them knowledge, whatever it may be, degrading them, you know, it's all part of parcel. It, only those people who go through the bag, as we call it, you know, like we do in the real world, they only know what happens when they're in there. And all I say to people is, if you can live with every decision you make while you're in there and sleep at night, then that's all good. But, you know, you, nobody can judge anybody. Nobody can say anybody did good, anybody did bad. Everyone has the faults, everyone has the good parts. That's how it works. It's how you can mentally process that and go through that to carry on. Yeah. You know, it's about living with the decisions you make. So in that respect, mate, you know, they all do great. 
they all do well enough. Um, it's just like I say, it's good listening to some of their some of their versions and some of their stories. Yeah, awesome, awesome, mate. But so you, you, you Phil was saying they've just finished off doing the celebrity one. Are you doing that one as well? Are you on that one? Yeah, it's a little bit of one that's done, mate. It's all done, I guess, isn't it? I think that's, that's probably June. June, is it? Do you reckon? I think June soon. I don't know when it is, mate. We, I, I'll probably be honest. June soon. I do say June. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a couple of, you know, we turn up, do them, and that's us, mate. You know, there's, there's no... Get out of there. There's no celebrities, and there's nothing else for us to do. We're contract to do those days, and that's it, mate. It's, you know, it's, it is what it is. I go back to being a no, normal person. I have normal. five minutes once a year or something. <laughs> but to be fair, I think you do a brilliant job. Brilliant job on there, mate. And I think the head shed is going to be fucking spot on as well. I think that's going to be brilliant. Yeah. Sounds, sounds good. Mate. Sounds really good. And I, I think the amount of different options people can have to help deal with uh, mental health problems or issues or whatever you want to call them it is, is the more help that, that, that's out there the better it is for people especially those that like me when I first started the mine just suck it all in and like, can't deal with it and don't know what to do um, seeing that there's things like the head shed coming out and, and other avenues to go down I think it's a brilliant or the, the you know, mate, you, our motto at Edge is recovery comes from within. You've got yeah. to want to help yourself at some point. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Dark days and come out the other side. When you come out the other side, you've got to want to help yourself still. You know, a lot yeah. of people have to help when just giving to them on a plate, and that's not what it's about. You really, really do have to fight for your life, and, you know, for want of a better, better phrase, you know, you have to fight for your life. You have to want to be right. You have to want to do right. You have to make some, I've made some fucking tough decisions in the last five years you know some really tough decisions that have you know splitting up where with my wife and all the rest of it and and there's been some you know real tough times and there's probably more to come you know life is hard every day is hard but you have to want to improve and you have to want to change that that cycle and get out of it for you to become a happy human being or or a little bit happier than you are you can acknowledge that that's what you need to do then that's what Edge is going to be for. It's going to be there at a certain point or something to, to help them change and do stuff, mate. And hopefully, you know, me and John will make it somewhere that people want to use and can get enough of It's definitely got a purpose and a role to be played. It's just, you know, we're finding out different things every day as everyone should. But the, you know, there's no positivity message in this. It's just a simple fact that there's going to be a facility there. I only dreamt I wish I could. Yeah, hopefully you can create, and other people come and create and add to it as they're there, and we can make it a place where people want to come. But I just think it's just a really fucking spot on idea, mate. I think it's. I appreciate it. I I can't wait for it to all be up and running properly, mate, and start just smashing smashing out the uh, social media stuff so people understand that there are things out there that, that can help. And like you said, recovery starts with yourself um, yeah. each day as it comes. Um, that's what I tried to tell myself uh, around about this sort of time last year where I was sat and I was like, I can't keep being so negative each day where I'm just down and 
having arguments with the missus, shouting at the kids for no reason. I was like, and I sat down, I had a chat with my brother, had a chat with a few close mates, and I was like, I, I've got to change something, I've got to do something. And that's why Granite Zero started. Um, it's a hard thing, mate. When you're, when you're in a place where you can see no good in anything, it's a really, really, really difficult place to be. Um, and that, the hardest thing I found with living with so much self-hate that I was, was getting out of that. You know, to, to break out of that took me a year and a half. You know, I like really did of the pure hatred for myself. I just never looked at myself in a mirror for about a year, you know what I mean? You probably tell that by some of the pictures of my hair and all this sort of it. Just fucking hated, hated nice. Not hated life, just hated myself. And it was really, really fucking shit times. You know, obviously you can't, if you can't hate, you can't like yourself, you can't like anybody else, can you? So, you know, in, mate, you know, and, and like I say, everyone's different, but hopefully the headshed, people find common ground and a common bond. And, you know, what we t- we're talking about and we're doing it, so we've got to make it work now, you know. We've been close to the ruins. You know what? Even if this area didn't come on, I don't think I'll be looking because I do know, and I've had the assurance of people, you know, having to speak to, that we speak to. There is a product there and there is something to be done. So we're going to do it by the way we can. It's really late. Brilliant. Oh, I won't keep you much longer, mate. I know you've got a uh, long four time. Hours. Four hours. Four hours. Another four and hours. Shit. And the motorway's closed again, but hey, do you know what I mean? Oh, it's like, it is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to uh, thank you uh, for coming on, mate. It's been really nice chat. Learned lots, yeah. lots of stuff. And uh, hopefully we can get you on again. And uh, and the second <laughs> guest as well, double. <laughs> She's going to be beating me up in a minute, mate. For that. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't hear from me in the next day, send a, re- send a reinforcement because I've been buried on the side of a bloody motorway. Ow! <laughs> that and wedding mate. Violence. Violence. Um, no need for that. <laughs> right. But anyway, cheers, Jay, for coming on. Thank you very much. No worries, mate. Take it easy. And you, mate. Cheers. Thanks, mate. Bye bye. And there you have it. The latest instalment of the Granite Zero podcast with Jay. And it was a fantastic eye-opening chat all about different things from the head shed to mental health problems to SAS Who Dares Wins, etc, etc. It was a brilliant episode and I'm chuffed to bits to have Jay on. But, you know, it's time for me to end this episode now and stand by for the next ones to be dropping soon. Hopefully we'll have a a few more guests lined up. If not, it'll be back to the original format with me talking to myself, slash talking to Little Brown. Um, But yeah, as always, big shout out to Combat Fuel. Remember to put in the promo code WARRIORS15 at checkout, get 15% off. And the same with Dead Mammoth Coffee Company. Put in the promo code MIL15 at checkout. That's MIL15 at checkout, get 15% off. Right flank, put in the promo code flanked15 and get yourself 15% off there as well. And if you want some decent CBD oil, go to Infusion CBD and get the best out there. But without further ado, as they say in the regiment, per ardua. Through adversity, I'm Tomo and I'm out.